You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available at our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use as you answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go, because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 41 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Zach Katz, and I'm joined by our co-host, Kelly Sharon. Hello. As well as our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. Yeah. So just a quick note before we get started. We posted a new monthly visual round on our website. This one is called Ink the Deal, and it features celebrity tattoos. So it's pretty fun. Check it out. It's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you'll have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram is Hails a Crouton, H-A-I-L-S-A-C-R-O-U-T-O-N. And the question or clue that goes along with this anagram is, built on a former rice plantation, what U.S. state is home to the Brook Green Gardens, a wildlife preserve and sculpture garden? Moving on to round one. Round number one is called This and That. And it is a general knowledge round with two word this and that answers. So two examples would be sunny and share or fish and chips. Question number one. This 1971 American coming of age dark comedy centers around a death obsessed troubled young man who forms a romantic relationship with an elderly whimsical woman who is determined to live each day to its fullest. What is this cult classic film? Question number two. Used as incense in spiritual ceremonies, this ancient oil combination is derived from tree saps and has biblical significance. Gifted to Jesus from the King of Arabia and used to anoint the tabernacle, what is this pair of essential oils? Question number three. This British sketch comedy series is named after the writers and stars of the show. This female duo specialized in creating spoofs and satires of pop culture, movies, and art. Originally broadcast on BBC from 1987 to 1993, this pair continued to film holiday specials until 2005. What was the name of their act? Question number four. This British overseas territory is considered part of North America and is located southeast of the Bahamas. Offering luxury resorts and scuba diving sites along Provo's North Shore, what is this group of tropical islands called? Question number five. A classical Hollywood cinema staple, this slapstick comedy duo appeared together in over a hundred films and had an emblematic signature tune called The Cuckoo Song. Notable film credits include Babes in Toyland and The Music Box. Who are they? Question number six. With headquarters in New Jersey, this multinational corporation was founded in 1886 and still thrives today. Among its consumer brands are Band-Aid, Tylenol, and Neutrogena. What is this company? 
question number seven. Following the antics of a precocious six-year-old boy and his sardonic stuffed tiger, what is the name of the comic strip created by cartoonist Bill Watterson that was featured in over 2,400 newspapers worldwide and syndicated from 1985 to 1995? Question number eight. This American vocalist duo scored their biggest hits with Shake Your Groove Thing and Reunited. One half of the group has remained a constant member, while the other half has been filled by seven different women. Who is this musical duo? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, this and that. Question number one. This 1971 coming-of-age dark comedy centering around a troubled young man who forms a romantic relationship with an elderly, whimsical woman is Harold and Maude. So I would put this movie in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Have you guys seen it? Yes. I have not seen it, but it sounds very interesting. I adore it. Cat Stevens does the entire soundtrack to Harold and Maude, and it's really great. Love Harold's black bowl cut. Love his pea coats. Big fan there. The styling is iconic. Question number two. The pair of essential oils with biblical significance is frankincense and myrrh. You lost me at biblical significance, but I do like frankincense. Frankincense smells delicious. Frankincense and orange is my favorite in my diffuser. Mm. I'm just going to start demanding myrrh. Fetch some myrrh, Stant. Could you imagine, though, if you have like a house party and someone just comes up and says, here, I brought you this oil. A tincture of myrrh. And also a lamb. (laughs) Here's some cattle. (laughs) Good luck. Myrrh. 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 Question number three. The satirical BBC sketch comedy series named after the writers and stars of the show is French and Saunders. Question number four. The British Overseas Territory located southeast of the Bahamas that offers luxury resorts and scuba diving sites is Turks and Caicos. Road trip. Yeah, trivia time in Turks. Woohoo. Question number five. The classical Hollywood slapstick comedy duo who appeared together in over 100 films, including Babes in Toyland and The Music Box, is Laurel and Hardy. Question number six. The multinational corporation founded in 1886 that includes consumer brands such as Band-Aid, Tylenol, and Neutrogena is Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson would be a good name for a gay bar, though, right? (laughs) Oh, that'd be cute. (laughs) That would be. Yeah. And then the tagline could be, where one man's junk is another man's treasure. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ooh, I love it. I'll go. No, I mean, I'd be there, obviously. I'm waiting in line now. I'm masked up and ready to party. I got my mask on. (laughs) I got my chaps on. Woo! Mask for mask. Oh, my God. (laughs) Happy pride. Question number seven. The comic strip created by Bill Watterson that follows a precocious six-year-old boy and his sardonic stuffed tiger is Calvin and Hobbes. 
Calvin and Hobbes is kind of like minions where their image has been stolen and then just like the subject of these completely out of character situations and made into stickers and put on the back of pickup trucks where like Calvin is peeing on a Ford symbol or a non-Confederate flag or something. (laughs) Any brand they don't like. Or minions are, you know, saying things like, I just need some wine and to take my bra off. And I'm like, no, this doesn't apply. (laughs) They're so dumb junk (laughs) question number eight the american vocalist duo behind shake your groove thing and reunited that has underwent seven lineup changes is peaches and herb i had no idea that there was seven peaches over the years it's a lot of peaches it's kind of like how my grandma had seven different cats all named marmalade and they were all tabbies Uh how many peaches do you think they went through in call me by your name Oh my god. Peaches and cream. (laughs) Oh god. Moving on to round two. Speaking of call me by your name, round number two is our audio round. This one is called Say My Name, and it is a music round featuring songs with titles that are someone's first name. You will get a half point for song title and a half point for recording artist. One. Of auburn hair with ivory skin and eyes of emerald green. Seven. 
Here are the answers for round two, Say My Name. Song number one was Mickey by Tony Basil. Song number two was Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac. Song number three was Roxanne by Arizona Zervas. Song number four was Daniel by Elton John. Song number five was Jeremy by Pearl Jam. Song number six was Valerie by Mark Ronson and Amy Winehouse. Song number seven was Alejandro by Lady Gaga. And song number eight was Jolene by Dolly Parton. So many gems on this list. Yeah, so many good songs. Rhiannon is a perfect song. Daniel by Elton John is a gorgeous song. So good. I always throw Valerie on a jukebox. People either love or hate that song. I love it. Who hates that song? What the? Jerks. It's so good. Yeah. Jolene is such a classic too. It's so good. It's so good. There's an episode of Drunk History where Casey Wilson plays Dolly Parton. And she talks about the story of how she wrote Jolene. And apparently it's just like some fan that came up and she was like, what's your name? And she's like, Jolene. And she goes, that's a country ass name, Jolene. That should be a country music song or something like that. It's like hilarious. So basically like that's it. That's the inspiration. It's just someone came up in a meet and greet. Amazing. I thought it was like actually some heartbreak, but no, it's just a name. Because it really is sort of the anthem of all scorned women. Right? Yeah. But similar to like Tammy Wynette's Stand By Your Man. I'm like, if he's running around on you or if he's like doing some garbage stuff, move on. I'm more subscribed to Lizzo's Good As Hell as far as a breakup song goes, where she's just like, I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to get my nails done. I'm going to move on. I'm better than you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Moving on to round three. Round number three is our classic subject round. This one is called in the stars and it is a round on astrology question number one parting ways with his collaborator freud who was the founder of analytical psychology that dabbled in astrology and spirituality question number two what italian poet made references to astrological planets in paradiso the final part of the Divine Comedy. Question number three. How many houses make up an individual astrological chart? Question number four. Following an assassination attempt on her husband, what first lady hired a White House astrologer only to fire him once it became public? Question number five, the subject of much debate and lore, what French astrologer to royalty and the elite is most famous for his book, The Prophecies, which contains 942 quatrains, supposedly predicting future events.
question number six, what philosopher, famous for his theories of falsification, called astrology a pseudoscience? Question number seven, the placement of what celestial body at the time of birth determines one's zodiac sign? Question number eight, what app popular among millennials has such features as sometimes rude one-liner notifications, sleek design, and compatibility charts with friends? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three in the stars. Question number one. The founder of analytical psychology that formerly collabed with Freud is Carl Jung. Do you think that his followers or fan base call themselves youngsters? Youngins. <laughs> Speaking of, though, I was trying to like think of a fun name for Trivia Time listeners. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Like Trivia Timers? No, no. Tea Timers? I don't really know. If anybody has a good idea what Trivia Time listeners should be called as a community, as a bunch... Email us. We're open to suggestions. Yeah. Question number two. The Italian poet who made references to astrological planets in Paradiso and the Divine Comedy is Dante Alighieri. Question number three. There are 12 houses that make up an individual astrological chart. Question number four. The first lady who hired a White House astrologer only to fire him once it became public was Nancy Reagan. Unpopular reaction, but boo hiss. I think we've had better first ladies. Definitively. <laughs> Just say yes to astrology. <laughs> Question number five. The French astrologer to royalty and the elite who wrote the prophecies is Nostradamus. wonder how those uh, prophecies are panning out. There was like this five-year span where the History Channel only did shows about Nostradamus. It was like, Nostradamus predicted 9-11. Nostradamus predicts one after the other. There's some trash programming. But isn't like most of their programming like that? Yeah, well, now it's like ancient aliens or whatever. <laughs> they ran out of history to tell us. Question number six. The philosopher, famous for his theories of falsification, calling astrology a pseudoscience, is Karl Popper. Question number seven. Determining one's zodiac sign, the placement of the celestial body, the sun, is relevant at the time of birth. And relevant in general. I mean, in order to get like your actual astrology reading, you have to give them like your time of birth. Who has that? Your mom doesn't have that? <laughs> the exact time? Yeah, your birth certificate? I mean, my birth certificate doesn't say, although I don't know if I still have my real one. Maybe it's just a reissue. That sounds sketchy. <laughs> Question number eight. The app that features sometimes rude one-liner notifications, sleek design, and compatibility charts with friends is CoStar. I've never even heard of this. Seriously? All the kids are on it. And by kids, does that mean you and Zach? Not me, sorry. I'm an Aquarius, remember? <laughs> Such an Aquarius thing. My day today, CoStar says, 
Don't try to figure out every little thing today. Oof, that's deep. That sounds like just welcoming day drinking. Like, don't figure out the details. Just just coast. Oh, yeah. It can be interpreted however you want. Yeah. Yay. I always interpret it as like, work less, drink more, no matter what they say. <laughs> maybe I should get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe you should get into this. Moving on to round four. So round number four is right up Zach's alley. This one is called Divas. And it is a celebrity pop culture round on some of the brightest and most notorious divas in show business. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Question number one. The tenth and youngest child of a family of musicians, this diva has had a career spanning four decades, earning her 11 American Music Awards and five Grammy Awards over the years. In 2017, she became a mother for the first time at the age of 50. Who is she? Question number two. In addition to a very successful music career launched at a very young age, this long-legged blonde is also known for her shrewd entrepreneurial dealings. In 2014, she made headlines for trademarking several lyric lines from her most recent album, prohibiting the use of phrases including Nice to meet you, where you been? Party like it's 1989? And this sick beat. Who is she? Question number three. Once referring to fellow diva Madonna as a fairground stripper, this music legend is known to pick fights and sling insults. A frequent rider inclusion is a separate hotel suite for eyewear requiring a temperature of 60.8 degrees Fahrenheit to preserve the accessories. Based on the demanding nature of this crooner, we're surprised the song Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me isn't actually an attempt to also control the timing of the sunset. Who is this diva? Question number four. From flying her Jack Russell Terrier first class to wearing couture gowns and heels to take her twins to the park, this diva with an impressive vocal range spanning five octaves does know her limitations when it comes to descending stairs during ceremonies. Refusing to do so, she has been known to tell organizers, I don't do stairs. Who is she? Question number five. One of the brightest voices in the era of Motown, this diva continued to have decades of success as a solo artist. Known for her high-maintenance offstage antics, she has also made headlines for assaulting security guards, demanding Sheena Easton's name be removed from a shared venue they were both playing, and requiring her hotel rooms be painted the color of her eyes. Who is she? Question number six. This petite country music legend and versatile entertainer is a self-proclaimed gypsy at heart, preferring life on the road in her extravagant tour bus, reportedly worth $2.7 and featuring a pink bedroom, pink bathroom, and a wig closet. Always ready for the spotlight, this diva admitted to sleeping in full makeup in case of a bus wreck. Who is this enigmatic diva? Question number seven. This award-winning Canadian diva got an early career start at the age of 13 and continues to top charts selling more than 150 million records worldwide. 
From pet monkeys to 13 backstage rooms to paparazzi assaults and even a live tantrum on TV after a cameraman failed to record some of the diva's dance moves, who is this recently married pop star? Question number eight. With songs like Bow Down and Run the World, this diva is in a league of her own and knows it. When asked about her rivalry with fellow diva Rihanna, she casually replied, I have an authentic God-given talent, drive, and longevity that will always separate me from everyone else. Who is she? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, Divas. Question number one. The diva with nine siblings and an award-winning career spanning four decades who became a mother for the first time at the age of 50 is Janet Jackson. Zach, didn't you recently see Janet Jackson like within the last year? Oh yeah, it was amazing. Last year in Vegas, it was incredible. Cool. Question number two. The leggy blonde musician and entrepreneur who trademarked such phrases including nice to meet you, where you been, and this sick beat is Taylor Swift. And she was fantastic in Cats. Too soon. It's too soon. (laughs) But like, how can you trademark nice to meet you, where you been? Like, I feel like, you know, that could be said casually in conversation. Then do the lawyers of Taylor Swift just descend on you and like issue you a bill i don't know i think it's weird like when you're saying nice to meet you it means you don't know them so why would you say where have you been as if you haven't seen them (laughs) it just seems like it doesn't make sense to me it's like you're meant for me you know it's like where have you been all my life that kind of thing like it's nice to meet you where you been that's how i'm interpreting it that's how i feel about you guys hi (laughs) i've been waiting for you question number three The music legend who referred to Madonna as a fairground stripper and requires a separate hotel suite for his signature eyewear is Elton John. Honestly, though, I get it. I feel like he's earned it. (laughs) When I was doing research for this question, too many diva moments to include, but one of them was apparently Elton John and Tina Turner were supposed to do a tour together. But when they started rehearsing, I guess Tina Turner gave some suggestions to Elton John's piano playing for a duet number. And that was like Uh all it took to unravel the entire thing. And I guess he like went on this raging tantrum, later apologized, but um, it totally derailed the plans to have that tour happen, which that tour would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. Too much divitude on one stage. Question number four. The five-octave diva who flies her pets first class, wears couture gowns and heels to public parks, and refuses to descend stairs is Mariah Carey. She's so much. Mimi. Do you know she also, when she gets into elevator, she refuses to take pictures in elevators or something? Because she's like, elevator lighting. It's horrible. It makes her look horrible. No, she has an aversion to all fluorescent lighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. She also brings full lighting crews to radio interviews, even though she's not even on camera over the radio that's nuts and i read about this other time when she was checking into a hotel at 2 30 in the morning and then like 
with very little notice, demanded a full red carpet in the lobby with two-foot white pillar candles at 2.30 in the morning. Oh my gosh. I love it. Question number five. The Motown diva legend, known for her high-maintenance offstage antics, including requiring her hotel rooms be painted the color of her eyes, is Diana Ross. Oh my god. Stop. So humble. So humble. Right? Oh my god. You have to watch the music video for Muscles by Diana Ross. You just gotta watch it. It's fantastic. Is it just like a bunch of glistening dudes or something? (laughs) Yes. But it's like the weird 80s like visual effects. (laughs) So good. It's like against a screensaver. (laughs) Yes. Okay, I'm in. Question number six. The petite country music legend and self-proclaimed gypsy with an extravagant tour bus and a beauty regimen involving sleeping in full makeup and keeping a closet full of wigs is Dolly Parton. I do always love that she says this when people are like, oh, how long does it take you to get ready? She's like, I don't know. I'm never there. (laughs) It's my favorite. Question number seven. The award-winning recently married Canadian pop star who got an early career start at the age of 13 and has a notorious rap sheet including paparazzi assaults and live TV tantrums is Justin Bieber. I want to know how many of you guessed Celine Dion based on this description. Or Shania Twain. Right? I didn't include all the times that he urinated on things that um, he shouldn't have because that would have given it away. Oh, totally. Yikes. No, thank you. Question number eight. The confident diva behind such hits as Bow Down and Run the World is Queen Bee herself, Beyonce. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. What band won video of the year for their song You Might Think at the first MTV Video Music Awards in 1984? Question number two. What 2009 George Clooney film features his frequent flyer lead crossing the 10 million mile mark with American Airlines? Question number three. What Roman god was credited for being indirectly responsible for creating the Milky Way by biting the nipple of his mother, Hera, while she was breastfeeding him, resulting in her spilling milk across the night sky? Question number four. What is the common economic term for a toxic asset that no longer functions? Question number five. Although technically not a legume, what kind of beans are the basis of chocolate? Question number six. Getting her big break on the American Idol stage, this Grammy award-winning R&B soulstress and entertainer has released several studio albums with such titles as Back to Me, Sketchbook, and Side Effects of You. Who is she? Question number seven. In the Harry Potter book series, what is the shape of the titular character's signature scar on his forehead? It's connection time. 
And question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one, the band who won video of the year for their song, You Might Think, at the first MTV Video Music Awards in 1984 is The Cars. Rick Okasik was never an attractive man, but managed to nab Paulina Porskova, the supermodel, and then divorced just a few years before he passed away. But she had this brilliant quote about their separation that I will read for you now. When the four of us are together, we can go wherever the road takes us. But as a bicycle, my husband and I no longer pedal in unison. So we're ditching the bicycle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it starts out poetic and then it ends with, so we're ditching the bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Dramatic. Question number two. The 2009 George Clooney film featuring his frequent flyer lead crossing the 10 million mile mark with American Airlines is Up in the Air. Question number three. According to mythology, the Roman god who chomped on the nip of his breastfeeding mother, Hera, resulting in the creation of the Milky Way, is Hercules. Way to take one for the team, Hera. We really appreciate this gorgeous galaxy. <laughs> Showing his strength even as an infant. Yikes. No thank you. <laughs> Question number four. The common economic term for a toxic asset that no longer functions is a frozen asset. Question number five. The kind of beans that are the basis of chocolate are cocoa beans. I always thought it was milk, milk, lemonade around the corner fudge is made. Question number six. The American Idol alumni, R&B Solstress, with studio albums such as Back to Me, Sketchbook, and Side Effects of You is Fantasia Barino. Question number seven. Harry Potter's signature scar on his forehead is in the shape of a lightning bolt. And question number eight was the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like... Hercules. Up in the air. The cars. Fantasia Barino, Cocoa Beans, Frozen Asset, and A Lightning Bolt. And all of those answers include titles of Walt Disney or Pixar animated movies. Going back to the bonus anagram of the week, our bonus anagram was Hails a Crouton. In the question or clue that we gave you was, built on a former rice plantation, what U.S. state is home to the Brook Green Gardens, a wildlife preserve, and sculpture garden? And the answer is South Carolina, hails a crouton, scrambles up to be South Carolina. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or feedback, our email address is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com. And our website is triviatimepodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for weekly round reveals, free answers, and bonus questions. 
That wraps up episode 41 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Zach Katz, and I've been joined by our co-host, Kelly Sharon, and our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed playing along. Our background and answer break music this week was Harmony by Alan Spieljack. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Lydia, Justin, Abe, and all of our trivia buddies. Until next time. Question number three. There are 12 houses that make up an individual astrological chart. I live in the house of shy Leos. Aww. Kelly's a feisty Scorpio. What are you, like Trappercorn or some shit? Did you say Trappercorn? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I'm a Trappercorn. No, um, I... <laughs> no, I'm an Aquarius. A man with a hairy ass. I mean, an Aquarius. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh gross the other night i was talking to justin and i was like what is that beyonce song it like starts with like whoa <laughs> i kept trying to do it and it just sounded it sounded worse and worse i was like it's like ho <laughs> oh my god and i just kept saying it over and over and he's like what are you doing what are you i'm like it's that beyonce song and it starts like ho. <laughs> anyway so i ca- i literally started going through every beyonce song because i was like i'm going crazy i'm going insane what is this song And everyone was like, yeah, it's like Halo. And I'm like, no, it's not Halo. Well, it's Hello by Beyonce. I finally found it. And if you start Hello from Beyonce, it literally starts with, I can't, I'm not doing it. But it does it. It does it. Mur. Mur. Mur.